You're listening to Get Out the Podcast from the Teton Valley News. I'm Scott Stunts. Today, we talk about fun. I think we all, of course, on some level know what fun is. I mean, I ride my mountain bike because it's fun. But I crash, I've gotten poison ivy, I get sunburned, things that aren't so pleasant. So when we all say fun, what do we mean when we say fun when the things we do for fun hurt us? They cause us pain. Well, to find out, I talked to the Queen of Pain. That's Rebecca Rush's nickname. She's an endurance cyclist, adventure racer, and climber based out of Sun Valley. I first heard of her last year when she smashed the record on the 142-mile Cocapelli Trail, which runs from Moab to Fruta. What really caught my attention was the fact that she was still able to set that record after crashing only two and a half hours into the ride and dislocating one of her fingers. She popped it back into place as best as she could and didn't realize how bad it was until she finished and noticed she could see one of her tendons. So when I heard that Rebecca didn't finish Jay's Backyard Fat Pursuit this February, a race hosted by Victor Fat Biking legend Jay Peterberry, I knew something had to have gone seriously wrong. Oh, and a quick warning, a couple of mild profanities are used in the interview today. So, here we go. And then I was finding, even on the flat terrain, I wasn't able to pedal. And I'd just been in oxygen debt for so long. Just like, God, like, I can't even move. You know, there'd be one little snowdrift, and I didn't have the power to sort of, like, you know, it's only like a foot wide and I didn't have the power to, you know, plow through it. So off, on, off, on, just kind of basically limping my way into uh, the next aid station and still thinking, okay, I'll get there, I'll get warm, you know, I'm going to just rest for as long as I need to rest and and then I'll finish it up, you know, 15 or 20 miles to the, to the finish. Like, okay, no problem. The whole course was 125 miles long and she thought that time in that final aid station called the Man Cave would help. But it didn't. Um, and then at the man cave once I sort of sat down, I had some soup, you know, uh, had a little chat with Jay, and then I started coughing. And that's where kind of this shit hit the fan, basically. Um, and I was coughing up, you know, I could hear a rumbling in my chest. Okay, I need to, maybe this is why I can't breathe in, because this is filling up my lungs. So, but it was pretty clear, you know, that, you know, I had a lung infection of some sort. Even with the cough, Rebecca thought she could finish out those last few miles, and it was on a six-mile section of the race route, a snowmobile trail, where things became clear. Once I was in there, um, it was slightly uphill and a little bit of powdery snow, so really I, I just walked my bike. I couldn't, I couldn't ride it anymore. Like There was nothing left in my legs, nothing left. Um, and I was done. Her body gave her another pretty clear signal that it was time to call it quits. I, at that point, I started coughing up blood and leaving a little trail of blood in the snow. You know, some of the racers who came past me were like, yeah, they're like, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm coughing up blood. And he's like, yeah, I saw that. So, you know, in the white snow, you know, the red blood stands out. After hearing what she went through, I just had one question. Looking back on that, was it fun? It was fun. All the way up until about, you know, midnight, um, when that's where I really started having a ton of breathing issues, um, and really realizing that, man, I can't even ride the bike. You know, I'm just pushing this thing now. Um, but up until then for two thirds of it, it was really fun. I was having a blast and the conditions were horrendous. You know, the snow was so thick and, you know, there was a lot of pushing because of that, but even that it was a challenge and it was beautiful and there was nobody out there and it's totally silent and, and I like that kind of exploration. So it, it was fun, and I will be back, absolutely. And, you know, the 
biggest disappointment for me right now is I don't know why that happened. Um, oh, why you had those going, lung problems? Yeah, and so I've actually been going down this road with a whole bunch of pul- pulmonary testing and asthma testing and all this stuff. And I've been told for more than 10 years that I have asthma. And, you know, yeah, take your inhaler. And, and I've never felt that the inhaler does anything like a Jay's race. Um, and so now I'm digging a little deeper and doing some more um, sophisticated testing and finding out that, you know, my lungs are functioning just fine. So what is causing, you know, this kind of inflammation? And the only other time I've had something like that is, you know, I used to do 24-hour solo racing, and it's why I stopped doing that. Um, because I used to, you know, after those races, you know, I would have to sleep sitting up for a couple weeks because I, there'd be so much fluid in my lungs and infection. Um, and it's kind of why I stopped doing those and went to stage racing. And so, yeah, this is the first time it's come back in, in a lot of years. I'm kind of going down this medical mystery path of trying to figure out one, how to prevent it or, you know, um, what's causing it so that I can, so that I can take care of myself better. And, you know, there's people from Jay's after Jay's who were like, Oh, we well, you were going too fast. You're pushing too hard. And, you know, I really wasn't it, like, I was having a really good time and I was completely comfortable with the pace. And, um, so it, yeah, it didn't feel like a race quote unquote, like race pace to me, it felt like it was a really cool adventure on the bike. And so, you know, I wasn't gasping for air and until so that, that lung thing started happening. But the whole first half to two thirds, it was just, I felt really comfortable and normal. So I don't think it was the effort that brought it on. You know, it could be the cold, looking into, you know, the cold Avenger mask and things like yeah. that. So, so, you know, yeah, I've got a little figuring out to do <laughs> yeah. for next year's event. <laughs> so, you know, looking back at, not just this race, but, you know, your 24-hour races and things like that. What's, you know, given all of uh, the discomfort and the danger that can be there, what's fun about a race like this? <laughs> it's Yeah, I know. It doesn't seem very fun, does it? <laughs> and there's moments for sure where I, you know, in those where I'm not having fun and it just hurts. But, um, you know, I kind of feel like any truly, you know, great achievement is going to hurt. Um, and I, I like, what I love is afterwards when you look back and you look at what you did and you're like, holy crap, I achieved that. You know, it's, it's like climbing El Cap in Yosemite, you know, I used to be a climber too. And the work and effort that goes into a big achievement is hard, but then you look back and, you know, for one, I grow as a person. I like who I become basically after these really hard efforts or during them, you know, kind of finding out what you're made of. I think it's, it's super rewarding and yeah, you have to have fun with it. If it's not enjoyable, um, you know, then what's the point, but it's also not everything is a, a, you know, ride in the park with flowers and you're on a cruiser bike with a basket on the front. You know, <laughs> um, I actually like the hard work. I like the achievement of, you know, setting a goal like that. And what's interesting about fat bikes too, is that it has brought a whole nother element of fun basically into, into riding. You know, this was my first winter kind of fat biking and you feel like a kid again because it's a whole, it's a whole nother element that you haven't done and something to figure out. And I felt that way a little bit when I got 
first got a single speed as well. Is like suddenly the boring trails at home became, you know, kind of more fun with the single speed because you had to ride it differently. And I feel the same way about fat biking. It's just another element of fun. And, and I think that's, you know, to say to other people or, you know, that's why, you know, I ride a road bike, I ride a mountain bike, I ride a fat bike, I run, I, I ski, I do all this stuff because I like to have fun and I like to mix it up. And I, I think the cyclists who train, you know, and they're always like, doing the same thing and you know really specialize and honed in to me that's not fun because there's there's no variety so for you the limiting factor is not pain or like cold it's variety like that that is more of a fun killer to you having you know than being in negative temperatures or you know or maybe dislocating a finger You know, those things that happen, they're sort of like little things that they're, they're little challenges that, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to deal with this? Okay. You dislocate your finger or you get a flat tire. Are you going to quit because of that? Or are you going to keep going forward and then later look back and go, holy shit. Yeah. I dislocated my finger and like there was stuff, my tendons were showing, but I still finished the ride, you know, and. I mean, those are pretty cool stories to tell yourself afterwards. Um, and the times that I have quit or, you know, things have gotten in the way and, you know, I don't view, well, I will say I don't view Jay's race as quitting personally. I mean, that was the right decision and that was just, I didn't finish the race. Um, but that's different than mentally quitting, you know, because it hurts or quitting because it seems really hard. Those are two different kinds of quitting in my opinion. And, you know, I was just thinking is sometimes maybe for the people that don't either don't do this sort of thing or don't maybe fully understand why someone would want to do that sort of thing is fun. Maybe mm-hmm. not the, the best descriptor sometimes is, you know, cause fun just makes it seem like, you know, like you were saying, like a ride in the park, like fun, it's fun. Like is, yeah. you know, is, is maybe like satisfaction or, you know, yeah, and and like, the challenge, yeah, the challenge, achievement, you know, pushing yourself, you know, growing as a person. Yeah, it's, it's very satisfying to set those big goals. And, you know, you see someone like Jay who he keeps doing them year after year just because he's obviously getting something out of it. He doesn't want to just torture himself over and over again. Um, and I think it's the same, you know, you can step it down a level as somebody who's, you know, running their first 5K, you know, and they run 5k and all of a sudden they're like, Should I, that was cool. I worked hard. I got through it. I could run a 10k. Maybe I'll run the 10k, you know, and you see it kind of across a lot of sports where people, they get a little taste of that challenge and the achievement of doing something that seemed impossible. And once they do that, then all of a sudden that seems easy and their, you know, their expectations or their limitations are a little further out. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's just such a valuable, it's super cliche, but it's such a valuable life lesson of, you know, working towards a goal and something that seems really impossible. And then sort of looking back once you've done it and with, especially with the camaraderie of other riders around other people, you can share in the experience and it's definitely a, a whole experience, like it says. Yeah. I think for me, maybe like people use the word, you know, why do you do it? Because oh, it's fun. And it seems like fun sometimes is just a catch-all, like a catch-all word yeah. for all the other yeah. things that's in there. Because 
obviously, you know, from what you're saying, some of this stuff is not, you know, it's not fun. You, you can't see me doing air quotes, but I just did them. Um, I was going to say, it's not like fun as you'd think that, but it all kind of adds up to something that's really, really fulfilling. Like I've, I've heard people say, yeah, it was a total suffer fest with like, just like glee in their voices sometimes Yeah. where, you know, like, yeah. you know, the words don't match what they were feeling at that time. You know what I mean? Like suffer is not what they were feeling you know, in their, yeah. in their heart, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Fun maybe isn't the best descriptive factor. It's fun when it's over <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's hanging around toasting and like, wow, ah, that was so hard. Wasn't it? Oh, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I've heard type two fun sometimes. I've just started hearing that phrase yeah. in the last little bit. I was going to say, is it almost like an acknowledgement of like, we all know what we're talking about, but we all know that there are some kind of rough parts to this so we need something other than just straight up fun to describe what we're doing yeah that and jay kind of brought that term up to me too i was like yeah there are different types of fun but yeah i don't know if i didn't do this stuff i would uh i think i'd be a fat lazy slob and so i sort of have to you know if i don't have a little you know carrot out there or something that i'm looking forward to like that um i get really lazy (laughs) so it actually helps me motivated and keep me on track too if I know I have something coming up like that. I was gonna say so when did you start writing like because you started with adventure racing and then did you go to 24 hour racing after after adventure racing yeah 24 was the first thing because it was the longest thing I could find you know to basically capitalize on my endurance experience so 24 hours actually seemed really short to me yeah. when I or started doing it because I was used to like five to seven day races. And I'm like, one day, no problem. I'll bust that out. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's where I kind of came into cycling. And that was probably eight years ago. Um, and then it's more through, you know, I had some of the, the health issues with the 24 hour solos with the lungs. And so I morphed then into stage racing and hundred milers and stuff like that. And then once again, now I feel like I'm morphing into wanting to do the long back you know, bike packing and, you know, adventure kind of riding. So I was going to say, did you ever meet a dude named Andrew Carney when you were doing 24 hour races? Andrew Carney? I don't think so. I was going to say he, well, obviously he recognized your name when I said I was going to talk to him, but he was, I had a friend who did uh 24 hour races for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, he, he had a brother who was also a Carney. So we just called him the Carneys, um, mm-hmm. which is, <laughs> I was going to say, we grew up in the small little same little town in Iowa I was going to say which they were they were the only people around in my little town growing up that you know they they both moved to Colorado and did 24 hour races for a while and stuff like that and you know it's it's listening to like from people from back home talk about you know what they were you know that kind of activity is kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you today is cuz it's like there are some people where there and it's also I think I saw an uh, a article that was like my favorite vacation is your worst nightmare or something <laughs> like that and and it kind of just reminded me of like the disconnect between the different you know people whose their ultimate their fulfillment what they choose to do sometimes it's just so out of sync with what other people do and I think you know that's it's one of those things where when you say it's fun and you're like oh yeah and I and I and I broke my hand or like yeah it's fun and I got poison ivy over half my body or like you know it's it's one of those things that i I think maybe needs a little translation for for some members of the community or some you know some people it's hard to translate you know that stuff for people who 
don't do any sort of sport or physical activity. Um, you know, it's hard to say why we want to do this stuff. But like I said earlier, even somebody who runs a 5K or who kind of just started getting into getting into riding a bike, they still get it too because, you know, whatever's hard for them, you know, that's still a challenge. Everybody can relate to, you know, achieving a goal or looking for a challenge. It feels, obviously, it seems a little insane if you talk about 24-hour racing or riding all night, you know, in the snow. It seems really exotic and rare. <laughs> um but it's not that far away from somebody who's just getting into cycling. And uh, I don't know. I think that you, you'll you see the trajectory of people, you know, moving moving into snow bike races and moving into a little longer distance stuff. Um, I think it's kind of the way that, you know, the marathon running went, you know, for a long time ago. It was like, oh, women can't run marathons. Like, oh, a marathon was the most extreme, extreme thing you could do. And now, like, everybody's grandmother has done a marathon, and it's kind of no big deal. And then people go to ultra running, and then they go to something else. So, I mean, cycling's getting there, too. And I, I'm seeing, you know, with races like Leadville 100 and the stage races, is people want, you know, an adventure. They want a vacation, like you said, where they go to, you know, Brazil and do a seven-day mountain bike stage race. And that's, like, their idea of the best vacation ever. Um, and I think you're seeing growth in that because it is really exciting on every level from the pro down to the, you know, somebody who's never done a stage race. Well, Rebecca, thank you very much for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was awesome. And maybe I'll see you at uh, next winter out at uh, Chase Fat Pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Thanks to Rebecca Rush, the Queen of Pain. The music on today's show came from Pidex and was used under the Creative Commons license. I'm Scott Stunts. Thanks for listening. <laughs>